We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. And oh, my God. We have an early trade to announce. We do indeed have a trade. I I don't even know what to do with myself right now, Keith. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. Keith, it's 1.30 in the morning where, where you are. It sure Kevin is. Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. What is happening? What is oh, going on? Hey, we we got to pause. The chat needs it. They want it. The Kevin Cannon. Let's go. Oh, oh how did I not? See, I'm sleep deprived. All right, let me get to that right now. Let me pull this, <laughs> this banner up. Get that out of the way. We need this. Here it is. Fire. Fire! The Kevin Cannon. It has been fired. Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. How did how did this happen? Four and, first round picks. Uh, oh. Unbelievable. You know, just, let's give everybody a little peek behind the curtain here, very, very quick. Yeah. We were you and I talked after the Lakers trade, and we I knew so to let everybody know, normally when there's a big trade like that, we'll try to get a show out very quickly but trevor had a ton of lakers stuff to do i had trade reaction i also had a celtics game to cover tonight so we said you know what we'll get up early tomorrow morning we'll mm-hmm. record a video and then we'll we'll do our other stuff in the morning and presumably take showers shave things normal people do and then we will get into our live show around the trade deadline and then i don't know what it was like an hour ago we we're chatting about a couple of the smaller trades which we'll get to too and then all of a sudden here this comes in at one o'clock in the morning it's like well guess we're going live here we are you know what that means we weren't wrong we did get up very early in the morning (laughs) we did do a show sure and and here we are um let's just get right into it so let's get into the parameters of the trade so i've been scrambling to set up all my stuff so perhaps something a detail came out but what i've seen is it's four first round picks there's a pick swap in there. Yep. It's Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder heading to the Nets in exchange for Kevin Durant. And who else was in it? Uh, TJ Warren. TJ Warren. Yep. TJ Warren hey. heads back. Yep. Any two, other two pieces that, that I missed? No, I think I think that's it. I think that's the whole thing. Um, 
let's see, there will be uh, the, the Nets will create a trade exception. I haven't run the full math. I'm kind of doing this on the fly here, but probably about eight million in this. That'll be the difference between Durant, Crowder, Johnson, and Bridges. Uh, Johnson's in a in in a spot where he's a restricted free agent after the year bridges is on that long-term contract Crowder expiring contract. So yeah, four first round picks, a pick swap. Uh, they'll also create a minor trade exception for TJ Warren. Cause he'll get accepted into the, um, the minimum exception with, with the Suns. So, so yeah, it's just a- absolute bonkers trade. I get, we got to start with the Phoenix side, right? Cause everyone's yeah. getting KD. I, I mean, I've already seen most of the sports books are putting them second now to only the Celtics in uh, championship odds uh, after this trade. Pre- presumably, looks like DeAndre Ayton, Kevin Durant, um, what am I? Uh, Devin Booker, probably, maybe Tory Craig and. Still? Chris Paul is the starting group, and then you got yeah. Landry Shannon, TJ Warren coming off the bench as your scores campaign. Um, that's pretty good. They, I imagine, leap right near the top of the buyout list uh, yeah. for guys because um, they'll have uh, minutes to offer, roles to play um, coming off their bench. So, yeah, and you could see maybe they're not done yet in Phoenix, right? They, they've got a couple other contracts. Dario Saric's deal, $9 million. That could get them something else if they wanted to go that route to kind of replenish the depth a little bit. But that that's going to be a really, really good team, provided everyone's healthy because – Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul have all dealt with very serious injuries throughout the course of this season. So that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on as well. So Phoenix, I mean, they you're looking at a Western Conference that didn't have that standout superpower. Mm-hmm. Phoenix now, I would have to imagine, is that. I mean, you've got so much talent here on, on this team. They are top-heavy, like you mentioned. Uh, Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges, though, are not anything to, to just kind of dismiss yeah, uh, but yeah. they're both. If if we want to classify them as role players, they're both very high level role players. And maybe Mikael Bridges is is already out of that category. Yeah, um, I think so. I mean, he almost won Defensive Player of the Year last year. Correct. So, like, yeah, I, I have him a little bit higher than that. But but yeah, it, it's two very good players at yeah. the very very least. And then, but but all right, I I know this is like we're we're talking Phoenix here, but what are the Nets doing? Like what? Setting. But why take why why take the Mavs trade package if you were going to turn around and trade KD? Wasn't the whole point of getting Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie that they could appease Kevin Durant and give him pieces that could still help him win in Brooklyn? I mean, my my guess is it wasn't enough. Maybe and I mean, it, if I'm the Nets, I have to think even if I was trying to keep Kevin Durant in this is still a trade package that's really hard to pass up, you know, four first round picks and a pick swap. Um, all like in, in some of those picks are going to come very likely after KD is retired. Mm-hmm. So who knows what the Suns will be at that point? I mean, there's a chance no one on the roster today will even be on the roster six, seven years down the line from now. So, uh, well, I guess six years in 2029, but that is, you know, so for, for me, that's, that's tough. My, my guess is they tried, right. And maybe Kevin Durant was like, yeah, let's see what you can do. And then this mm-hmm. offer comes in and it's like, forget it. Like we're, we're going to go this direction. We're going to hit reset in a big, big way, much like they did when they 
you know, made that initial trade for Garnett and Pierce and everybody, and then they broke that whole pack group group up too. Uh, that they, they decided, hey, we're gonna start over. Uh, potential big winner here, the Houston Rockets. Yeah, who have a lot yeah. of the Nets draft picks from yeah, the James Harden trade. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they've got a bunch of those Nets picks. A uh, huge winner here, Cam Thomas. Let's go, Cam Thomas. Oh, my goodness. He's average pick, pick him up in fantasy if you haven't. I'm sure he's been picked <laughs> up already. Right? Yeah, but... go get him, yeah. I know yeah. I picked him up on the slide in a couple weeks the other day Yeah, um, just because I was like, man, this guy, if they blow this thing up. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at the Nets, though, still a pretty solid group, right? You still have Spencer Dinwiddie. You've got uh, Finney Smith. You've got Mikhail Bridges. You've got uh who i will we'll see if jay crowder even ends yeah, what, up there does he think he gets did he he got moved again or bought out probably not bought out they could they could yeah, flip him couldn't they yeah you could trade him by himself i definitely can't be traded with with anybody else i mean right. yeah i mean look at the guys who were who've been there nick claxton joe harris seth curry i mean there's a lot of talented guys there so it's just not the uh top end talent that'll that'll push you into title contention. It's a, it's a good team. They're still a playoff team. Uh, just, I, I'm not sure you know, what they are beyond that. Uh, another, another angle here, Matt Ishbia has officially owned the Suns for like what, five <laughs> hours or something yeah. or something like that. Yep. And they've already swung a trade for Kevin Durant. Good Lord. That's, I mean, that is absolutely incredible. This was not the news that we were expecting to, at least not right now. Right, we were not expecting yeah. this to happen, and, and here we are, Kevin Durant now a Phoenix Sun. So I would I would have to assume to like Denver's been up there, Memphis has been up there in the West. Right, this Phoenix is now head and shoulders above everybody else in the West. Correct. I think so. I I, I think it's um, Denver's still really really good. I I just my 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 literally my only worries with Phoenix is this is a lot of really great players who all don't always stay healthy. So that is a concern that I have a little bit with them and I don't love their depth behind those guys, but mm -hmm. that's stuff they can figure out. They can, you know, sort through that over the, you know, rest of this month really before uh, rosters essentially finalize at the, the uh, end of February, beginning part of March. So that's something I'll have to sort through, but yeah, I, I think it's um pretty close, right? If they're, they're not the, the favorite, I think, you know, Denver should be up there. I want to see now, now does Memphis do something, right? Is Memphis yeah. like, all right, you know, Jocelyn, we're not worried about anybody in the West. Well, all of a sudden you probably should be. And, uh, you know, let, let's see, see what happens. Does Golden State, you know, try to turn a couple of those kids into somebody who can really play and fill out their rotation? Like, I, I think now the pressure is on a couple of these teams that might have been, eh, we're going to kind of cruise into the deadline. Uh, what are we, about 13 hours away from the trade deadline? They may be saying, like, all right, we've got to do something now because we, we, we've got to load up because Phoenix just loaded up too. This could push the – in terms of the, the balance of power between buyers and sellers and who has leverage and all of that – um, this pushes, I think, some of the teams that are potentially in sell mode more into a, a leveraged position where they can turn to like a, a Memphis and say, well, do you see what the Suns just did? Now yeah. you really need this guy. I'm sitting here eating my pancakes, thinking about what I'm going to do with, <laughs> with, with the, this uh, with this golden ticket here. That's what they're what uh, what they can now present to some of these teams near the top of the West. This is going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. And this was not even the only thing like. What 20 30 minutes before that, we had the Raptors 
got Yaka Pertle. And I thought that was, was fairly noteworthy. <laughs> it was like, noteworthy and weird, right? Like it was yeah. like, why why is this happening? Right? Like, like this, that that was definitely a weird thing for sure. So this is is my question with this because you brought up the Memphis Grizzlies. Does this suggest because we've said OG and an OB to Memphis would make a lot of that'd be a great landing spot for him and mm-hmm. vaults Memphis up near maybe to the top of the West. Um, are the Raptors no longer in sell mode? And does that take potentially a player like Ananobi off of the, the trade block if they're going after a player like Pirtle, clearly buying here? Yeah, and, and since we're on it, let's just cover that off. It's uh, Jakob Pirtle for Kem Birch, uh, a protected 2024 first-round pick, and then I believe it was like a second-round pick or something like that um but in that deal it's it's i've already lost track because it feels like that got blown off the map yeah um yeah i i still don't know really what to expect with the raptors because there was never a sense of they were not going to tear it all the way down like like it was always going to be hitting a quick reset on this uh there's already reporting Woj uh added to his report on purtle that they acquired him with every intention of resigning him this summer when he's a free agent. He's not going to do an extension because that's not going to pay him enough, but they'll resign him this summer. They wanted to get better balance. They tried that whole thing with, you know, the multi-wing lineup and all that stuff, and it just didn't work. So now you're in a position where it becomes, we got to run with, uh, you know, a real center around Siakam, Barnes, and let's figure out who else is here. And my thought is, if anything, maybe this makes them more likely to trade a guy like Ananobi because now mm. where are you going to – it's not that you can't play all those guys together, but are you going to have enough shooting on the floor? They already struggled to put enough shooting on the floor. So you're going to really go with this kind of super big lineup with Pardo, Siakam, Ananobi, Barnes, and whoever else? Or are you going to say, all right, let's move Ananobi now. We'll get a – the, the the real kind of more of a true uh, wing kind of guy in there instead of Ananobi's now kind of considered a three, four sort mm-hmm. of player with, with the size he plays with. And, and let's go in that direction. So I, I, I think everything's still on the table for Toronto. I don't think Siakam goes anywhere. I don't think Barnes goes anywhere, but I didn't think that before, but I think Van Vliet, Trent, Ananobi, I think that's also very much on the table. Hmm. Okay. So my, my, that would have been my, thought was that perhaps they pull some guys off of the market. Maybe if you're not planning on re-signing Fred Van Vliet or, or Gary Trent Jr. Or you don't want to be the team to pay them that next contract. Maybe you still move them, but that's interesting. The idea that maybe they still have OG Ananobi on the trade market, despite landing Yaka Pertle. What, what did you think of the the value in that trade? Do you like that move for like, we didn't talk about San Antonio side. Do you like San Antonio, what they got out of this? Um, Yeah. Getting a first round pick. Sure. Like, I think that's pretty good for, for them. I think that really works out uh, fairly well, even if it is a protected first that they've they've started to build up their kind of pick stash uh, there in San Antonio. Um, we're going to get to Utah for what they did uh, earlier yep. today. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. I, I think it's pretty, pretty good for, for the, uh, for San Antonio, for a guy who it really, I think became clear in the last week or so he was, running out the clock and didn't have much of a future left in San Antonio. And they're, they're rebuilding around Keller Johnson, Devin Vassell and others and kind of, kind of going from there. So, so we'll see. Oh, here um, we go. Whoa. Well, yep. That's our expected, expected to explore. to explore trade scenarios for Jay Crowder ahead of the 3 PM deadline. Yep. So, okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. 
right? I mean, so let's run through this real quick. Okay, let's go back to the Nets. This is the Nets roster right now. Um, this was a Brooklyn Netcast on Twitter. Put this together. Cam Thomas, Spencer Dinwiddie, Ben Simmons, Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Yuta Watanabe, Edmund Sumner, Nick Claxton, Daron Sharp, Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Joe Harris. Like, that's a whole bunch of dudes who can play. So you get into a spot where you, you can't play all those guys. You're going to end up in a place where you're going to end up moving on from, from some of those guys. I think it's really important to know, too, um, with Crowder, all the Nets need to do is figure out all right, who was already in on a Crowder deal. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Milwaukee and a whole bunch of these other teams. Miami was a team that was interested in them. Great. We just pick up the phone and start calling them. And for the Nets, you're now in, all right, we're, we're retooling this thing on the fly. We're going to collect assets. We're going to collect players we like, and we're just going to move this thing forward and see what it looks like from, from here. So I, I, I think, you know, Sean Marks, I think this is actually where he's at his best is, I'm going to rebuild this thing. I'm going to build it back up. I'm mm-hmm. going to pick guys off the market and go from there. So, yeah, I, I, I'm very interested to see what happens with Crowder moving forward here. Do you remember how fun that Nets team was for a while? Like before, yeah. right? The, right before they made the Durant and Kyrie trade, mm-hmm. how fun that team yep. was. Yep. It's funny. I got super attached to that team because I would watch all their games because Boston had their picks. So it was like watching them and it's like, mm-hmm. you're hoping for him to lose and not play well, but it was like, man, I kind of like Joe Harris. I kind of like Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, like when Sean Marks did the diamond mining, that's what I call that. Like it was just, mm-hmm. Hey, we're just going to churn through stuff and we're going to keep looking and keep looking. And eventually somebody will pop here. Like that, that's why you turn the bottom of the roster. That's why you do all that stuff. I bet he'll have this Nets team being very, very, competitive probably as soon as next season it just will look different it just won't be a star laden team it'll look different all right so back to the portal stuff um yeah i think san antonio did pretty good here we'll see what happens with ken birch i you know it's probably not a buyout scenario just because he has money into next year that always gets a little tricky when a guy has two years left on his contract but san antonio is probably not in a spot where they're looking at using a ton of cap space uh, next year either. Funny enough, they cleared a little more cap space in this trade uh, because mm-hmm. Pirtle makes more than than Ken Birch. So so they, they actually are back up you know, over $20 million in cap space after picking up Dwayne Dedman uh, yesterday in a salary dump move. So, so my guess is San Antonio is not done. Doug McDermott, Josh Richardson, keep an eye on guys like that. They're probably going to look to maybe continue to move and just, hey, let's bottom this out. We want all, you know, if the whole roster is 25 and under moving forward or guys who don't have long-term money, that's where they want to be. Okay, let's get into the Russell Westbrook trade with the Jazz, the Wolves, and the Lakers. Let's do that, and then we can go rapid fire through some of our super chats here that we've got that we've had coming in. Funny you're uh, still calling it the Russell Westbrook trade. I thought you would have been calling it like Palinka's heist or something by now. <laughs> Palinka's heist. <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if, if it was his, but, uh, but we'll see. So <laughs> let me, let me, uh, Keith, I have talked this trade for like five hours so far <laughs> today. So I need to get, I, I, everybody's heard my take so far on this. And if you haven't, you can find it over on, on Lakers Nation's YouTube channel. Keith, I need to get your take. What are your thoughts? Uh, just I'll break down the trade. Russell Westbrook, uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, a first-round pick, leaving the Lakers, I believe a second-rounder as well. Though that's 
I've seen a few conflicting things. I think it airs mm-hmm. a second in there going to Minnesota, though. Um, and then you've got D'Angelo Russell going from Minnesota to the Lakers. You've got Mike Conley going from the Utah Jazz to the Wolves. And then you have Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley going to the Lakers from the Jazz. That's the trade. And, Those are the and parameters. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, don't leave him out. Oh, I did he's leave him from, out. Yeah, he's going from the Jazz to, to um, the two Wolves, too. So. I'm sorry, NAW. Yeah. My bad. My bad. My bad. It's been a long day. Again, again, I've talked this trade for like five hours. What do you think, Keith? Home run for the Lakers. Great trade. I I have been hammering on this show for weeks, if not months. Got to break Russ up into multiple players. They had to rebuild the depth. I didn't think a star, adding a third star was the right way to go, obviously. There's third stars you could have got that would have been perfectly fine. But this is, you know, great. They only traded one of the picks and it's top four protected um, by all accounts. And it doesn't even carry over. If it doesn't convey, if for some reason in 2027, the Lakers are terrible and that pick lands with them, it just turns into a single second round pick that goes to the Jazz. So I think the Jazz are like, eh, if that happens, it happens. So be it. Um, you essentially, when I look at this, they traded a ill-fitting player that they were very clearly did not want anymore. Two non-rotation guys, because Toscano Anderson hasn't been playing and Damian Jones hasn't played all year. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And you added three rotation players. Likely, I think, by the time it matters, D'Angelo Russell will be starting for them, is my guess. And then you added your new sixth man for the wing in Malik Beasley and your new primary backup big in Jared Vanderbilt. Not only that, but Beasley and Vanderbilt under team control for next season as well. Uh, Vanderbilt's on one of the most team-friendly contracts that's out there. He can really, really play. Beasley's on what is a pretty good fair value deal, even if they pick up the team option next year. And then D'Angelo Russell, I'm keeping my eye on. He's a good candidate to do something within the extended trade parameters, which would be a two-year extension. It could be worth up to about uh, $67.5 I think it is, mm-hmm. um, off the top of my head. But that would be interesting to see because then that starts to align it and put him on the same timeline with LeBron James. So then you can basically say, all right, we've locked into – and Anthony Davis – we're locking into, to some extent, this new core group of James Davis and a whole bunch of pretty good role players for the next two to, to 
counting this season, the next two to three seasons with and this. And Keith, I, I, I don't get to say this that all that often, but I can say uh, sources have indeed told me that there is mutual interest in making that happen yeah, uh, and yeah. from both sides. It, it just, it makes sense. I, I think D'Angelo Russell knows there's not going to be like a huge market for him this summer. He's just, it's just not the player he is in the team's who have cap space are not going to be major players for him. So why not lock it in if you can? And I think if you're the Lakers, let's try to lock this up right now. Let's try to get this team really kind of, kind of built. And then you've now put yourself in a spot where you've got a couple other interesting trade assets. Let's say Malik Beasley doesn't work out great. All right, well, you can always move him. Now that's that mid-range tradable contract that they've been missing since they made the rush trade because it was all, High-end guys, $40 million players, and a whole bunch of dudes around the minimum. Now you've got those kind of mid-range players. I think what they did, if we go back a couple weeks ago to the Hachimura trade, yeah, trading very, very little. Because the, the best asset they gave away was that first-round pick in 2027. Yeah. But I've been hammering. You're the Lakers, man. You, 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 you're close. And they're not that far away. Like they're, they're, they're so close to being a pretty good team. I think now, now we're going to find out over the next, what are they going to go? 25 ish games to go. I would imagine somewhere. 27, yeah. 27. We're going to find out. Can Darvin Ham coach? Cause now you get him a roster yeah. that's actually makes sense. Fits. He can build lineups. He can do all sorts of stuff. So, so we're going to find out. I would be shocked if they're not in the play-in tournament. And I, at this point, I'm going to be kind of surprised if they're not playing in to be one of the playoff teams. I've seen some people saying, well, they're title contenders now and, you know, maybe home court advantage. I think that's, that's going a bit far. That, yeah, that's a bridge too far for me, mostly because they're still 13th in the conference. You've got to climb mm-hmm. so many teams to get there. And, and, and not all those teams are going to keep losing. I mean, we just saw Phoenix is probably going to win a bunch more games right yeah moving forward dallas looks like they're going to be pretty good Kyrie had a pretty good debut uh for the mavs today so i i think that's where it gets to be a challenge but i you know i i've been saying it all along get in the playoffs i don't want to be denver and memphis and hey what a great season thanks guys this was awesome you know we worked so hard to get home court advantage oh cool now we get two weeks of dealing with lebron and ad and you know this like that's just right. become sort of a mess so yeah. And let's jump over to Utah. They absorb yeah. Russell Westbrook. They get yep. so they get him. Um, they they're picking up the first round pick from the Lakers. But this isn't to me like this is just fine for Utah. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't feel like a Danny Ainge trade, nope. does it? Yeah, yeah. He didn't fleece anybody. He didn't get yeah. like you know great young players or massive return or or, or anything yeah it's it, it's a little messy on on their side i cuz i think we all thought they were going to get more um i i think we were, I, I didn't think they were getting first round pick value for Beasley Vanderbilt and Conley each as individuals but to get only one pick that that feels a little weird um russ obviously we know he's not he's he's probably not even going to go to no. utah he'll just work the buyout give back, you know, whatever it needs to be, and they'll move on. I, I kind of don't know if Damian Jones even sticks around there either. Like, that could be one where they just say, hey, we'll eat your contract into next year and 
yeah, we're going to say you free too. They've got enough bigs um, on that roster already. And then Toscano Anderson, I do think he kind of fits like the, Hey, we want guys who are going to play really hard. You really get after it every day. That's kind of what he is as a player. So I think he's somebody you kind of hang on to and, and see if there's something you can do long-term, but they, they didn't change their fortunes enough for me to feel super great about this because yeah, you cleared off the 14 million you owed Conley next year um, as the guaranteed portion of his $24 million contract. Mm-hmm. But there were other ways you could have got out of that. You know, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's that great of a return for the jazz. Agreed. I, I think it's, it's not bad, but it's certainly not, you know, we were hearing, uh, we've been hearing for so long, the price of moving Russell Westbrook is one first round pick of absorbing mm-hmm. him as a first round pick. Then we heard Mike Conley, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, each one of them individually is priced at a first round pick. Obviously we rolled our eyes at that, but you got one first round pick for all of that to, together as a, as a package mm-hmm. um, that, you know, it feels look, it's fine. Utah adds to their stockpile of first round picks. And I'm not saying they should have gotten a first for each one of those guys. It's just a little surprising to, to me. Um, also suggest maybe Utah is going to start. I mean, we know they didn't care too much about whether or not they're winning games, but maybe they'll actively look to slide down a little bit in the West at this point. Yeah, I, th- I think that's exactly what what's going to happen here. I, I think we're going to be in a position now where, and this was something that I wrote about, we'll see it at some point in the next several hours on Spot Track. Um, they're not they're not going to catch the Rockets, Spurs, Hornets, or Pistons. Like mm-hmm. that's too far gone, but they're right in range to get into that fifth worst spot, right? It's because obviously the Lakers are going to push now. They're going to push to get past the Jazz. I think the Thunder are going to kind of hang around the, the entire rest of the year so they could push to get past them. They're only a few games away from Orlando, who right now is sitting down in that fifth uh, lottery spot. So it's not out of the realm of possibility they go in and hey, if you can't be top four top five is not too bad so you know million picks going forward they can create 60 million dollars in cap space this summer and that 60 million dollars in cap space while having Lori Markin and uh Walker Kessler Ochai Abaji and um Colin Sexton maybe if they think of them that way as like your yeah. four guys so you're you're in a position where you're 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 in a great spot if you're Utah. You just gotta you know now lean in, right? Move if you can move Kelly Olynyk for something, trade him for something, and just kind of really you know lean in around those guys and build up your asset base. And then when we look at the the Minnesota Timberwolves, so initially, and then I can I can speak a little on this as well. This was a two team deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Conley was going to be going to the Lakers. The Lakers were able to then pivot and flip Conley essentially to the Wolves. They had to kick in a second round pick to kind of push it over the finish line. Uh, at the end, the Wolves were looking for a little bit more. And we saw that a little bit in the reporting from Woj and Shams that, hey, it's close, but Minnesota's still listening to other offers. They just yep. needed an, another second to kind of say, okay, fine, we're going to do this. Why, why is Minnesota doing this? They get Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Okay, there's something there. You get you get Mike Conley. Well, Mike Conley is, is significantly older and, and has money into next year over D'Angelo Russell. What's the benefit of, for the Wolves – to, to do this yeah it took me a long time thinking about it to kind of come around to why this made sense for minnesota to get involved in this trade and i think ultimately in the end where where i landed is this gives them a little bit of stability on the roster and at that position because russell needed paid 
no matter what it was going to be, whether it was an extension or a brand new contract this summer, he needed paid. So you were going to probably end up paying him the same as Mike Conley's getting next year or mm -hmm. maybe even more. I think the other piece, too, is they've kind of finally hit their stride a little bit here with we're going to let Anthony Edwards really he's our guy, right? He, we're going to let things run with him. And when it was D'Angelo Russell next to him, it was like, all right, well, you need another ball hander. You need another guy who can make some shots and make some plays. But we're presumably some time after the all-star break, Carl Anthony Towns is going to come back. Then that starts to become, huh, how are we going to get everybody enough touches? Because as much as I like D'Angelo Russell, he's still a score first guy. He's a pretty good playmaker. I'm an actual road. He's any Laker fans who haven't kept up with him. He's a very, very different player than the player he was when he left LA. Like now he's a pretty good playmaker. He's still a pretty good score. He's a better shooter uh, than he, than he was then. But in the case of Conley, what I think you're seeing here now is Chris Finch can kind of go through and basically say, all right, Mike Conley's going to get us into our sets. And he's just going to float off ball, get to his spots where he's comfortable. While Edwards does his thing, when Towns is back, Towns will eat plenty. When those guys are sitting, we can go to those Conley Gobert pick and rolls that were really good actions for Utah uh, for a few years while when they were together with the Jazz. And it's just a little bit of stability versus, all right, when Russell's here, we get a lot of mouths to feed. A lot of guys who need touches, a lot of guys who want shots. Russell needs a new contract. I think this just gives them a little bit potentially better balance, um, even though in a vacuum I would rather have D'Angelo Russell than Mike Conley. But I can get why the Wolves might have said, hey, we're ready to move on in. And they're going to get three second-round picks, two out of this. So, you know, it's not, not a huge sell. And they'll get a look at Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I don't expect anything to come sure. of that. It's a pretty good deep guard group in Minnesota even after this trade because you've got Jordan McLaughlin and Jalen Noel coming off the bench and you know so yeah it's uh well we'll see you know what what happens there speaking of of the wolves and we're gonna again we're gonna get into our, our super chats we'll go rapid fire through that uh before we we eventually try to get some sleep it is 2 a.m where you are right now Keith um so the wolves how are they feeling at this moment at their what they gave up to get Rudy Gobert, seeing what the Suns gave up to get Kevin Durant? Yeah, it's tough. I think if you're Tim Conley, though, you gotta look at it and say, Hey, we did what we did. Now uh -huh. what we have to do is put the pieces around that trade to make it successful. And I think he also knows, look, if I really need to get out of this, I can always look at kind of the nuclear option of trading car Anthony towns. If we really need to, that's how I can recoup the draft assets and all the things that I need to do, because somebody would give a very similar package to what they gave for Gobert for towns. But it is one of those things where you're just probably looking at it a little bit in a private moment, a very honest moment, right at 2 AM when he's maybe pouring himself a drink and <laughs> sitting there in the dark, he's probably like, <laughs> damn it <laughs> like, yeah, right <laughs> uh, you know like like it just yeah it doesn't feel as good because you see almost the equivalent package go and get you kevin durant right right exactly exactly well um all right let's do some rapid fire here i do agree that uh wolves fans and the wolves front office probably feeling a little bad seeing what this this came out to to get kevin durant but 
Uh, rapid fire through some of the super chats here. Nitro Circus says Russ is going to join the Suns post buyout and stick it to the Lakers and win a chip. So far, we've heard Clippers, Bulls, Heat for Russell Westbrook. We're assuming, by the way, I don't think we mentioned it, but we're assuming he's going to get bought out by the Jazz. Oh, no, you did say he's 100%. probably never going to play. Yeah. He's going to get bought out. Um, do the Suns suddenly become an, a landing spot for him? I mean, you'd have to have him come off the bench, but I guess it could happen. Yeah, sorry, I was just reading the latest Woj bomb. Uh, Toronto's talks on Ford, OG, and Anobia rolling into the final hours of the trade deadline. The landing of Kevin Durant with the Suns could escalate Ananobi's value among Western Conference teams pursuing an elite forward to defend Durant. So that's <laughs> that. That's the Memphis tweet, right? Yep, there it is. Right? So, so in other is, words, yeah. Ma- Masai just Grizzlies, told Woj yep. that OG, OG Ananobi's value is going up. Yep. <laughs> or his asking price just went up. That's uh, had a tweet. tweet. Grizzlies, you up? That's Uh, right. Yeah, it's um. All right, I I apologize. Russ going to join the Suns post by and stick it to the Lakers and win a chip. Eh, I I don't. I'd be surprised, but but I do think the Suns jumped to the front of the line on the buyout market in general. Yes, I don't know that Russ is the is the fit there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Especially like if if I was Russell Westbrook, I'm looking for a place where I can conceivably start. Right, Mm -hmm. if I can get away from this whole I'm a sixth man thing. I don't sure. know if it's possible, but that's, that would probably be something I'd be. Preferring. And you know, if you put him on the the Clippers, he he obviously knows how to play with Paul George. They they had success together for mm-hmm. a little while there in OKC. So I, I think that's that's probably where he goes. My guess is, unless the Heat do trade um, Kyle Lowry, then maybe he lands with, with Miami. But the Bulls one is just weird. I don't. That it is weird. Make any sense to me at all? That, that I, I mean, you've already got two. Even with Lonzo Ball, how you've got Ayo Desunmu, uh, Alex Caruso, Kobe White, Goran Dragic. Like uh, that one didn't make any sense. That's I think but, Billy Donovan coached him. Let's connect those dots. I could yeah. he slide into the starting spot there though. I mean, maybe. I maybe. I guess. I okay. I don't know. Well, that's not. A, that's a. That's a pretty poor shooting group. If you it is. start him, I mean, for a team that has struggles scoring the ball sometimes anyway. All right. Uh, Billy says this one is a tough pill to swallow. Uh, what happens with Royce O'Neal? I don't think they, the Nets have to move him. I mean, you like mm. if you put him on the market, he's going to, you're going to get interest in him. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't think they have to. Yeah. I don't, I, it's really hard. I'm going to have to, it's probably going to be at this point, you know, a couple hours from now when I finally sit down and can look at what this, you know, Nets roster is. I know I read it all off, but like I really want to sit down and really, you know, look it over and see, you know, where it's at. Cause there's also in this trade, I, well, they did a three for two and they have an open roster spot. So I guess they are okay. But yeah, I mean, 9.2 million. So very easily movable contract. Uh, with Royce O'Neal, 9.5 million next year, but only 2.5 million guaranteed. So that's something I think basically every team would be all over if they want to trade him. So, yeah, if they wanted to kind of continue to let's build up some assets, like go, let's go, let's move. And I already forgot we're supposed to be doing this rapid fire. So, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, Federico said, if I'm the Lakers, I'm picking up that phone and trying to get some of those wings. The future is now, Palenka. I, I mean, Look, the, I think there's going to be a number of teams that are going after some of the Nets' wing play. Like Jay Crowder, I think, could very well get traded again. So we'll mm-hmm. see. And, and again, I have I can confirm the Lakers are looking for, for wings on the market. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, 
I will say with the Lakers, you're starting to get a little bit out of tradable assets. Yeah, Patrick Beverly is the guy. It's now not going to be a major move. It would be a small yeah. move. Yeah, Patrick Beverly's the guy I'd be looking at now. Maybe if you if you're doing anything where a guy makes over 10 million, it's basically has to be Beverly. So maybe that's the way that goes, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm not necessarily expecting it. Uh Q Spades, how did the Nets not get Aiton in the deal? Yeah, my guess that. is Sean Marks didn't want him. That that that's just my guess. I, I wonder if Marks is looking at it as hey, not that you're building the roster around Ben Simmons, but you're working around the Ben Simmons contract. So I wonder mm. if it's I can't have Aiden and Simmons because he can't play the two of them together in any functional team, very likely. So, you know, we're just gonna end up in a spot where that that's no good. And they just didn't want to maybe the Suns are like, nah, hey, if we're bringing in KD. We need a big, right? So we we you know we, we traded you the wings uh, instead, and we're going to keep the big. So yeah, well, I, I'm not sure. I'm sure, that could. story will be told here in the next couple of days. Absolutely, and you could wind up inadvertently devaluing DeAndre Ayton if you're putting him in sure. non uh, non ideal lineups as well, which is not something you want to do with it's your assets. Also, very important to recognize DeAndre Ayton has a temporary one year no trade clause because they matched mm. an offer sheet. Good point. And if he was like, ah, wait, you're trading me to Brooklyn and KD's not there? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'd like to stay right here. I'm not saying he uh, would have blocked it, but who knows? G Hall says, would you have preferred the Kyrie trade to so both your picks for, for Kyrie Irving uh, with Russell Westbrook going out? Then they, they wanted other stuff too, but uh, or the D'Angelo Russell trade that the Lakers wound up doing. So if they if the Lakers were they obviously hypothetical scenario because it was not real life, but if they had the ability to choose between those two deals, what do you prefer for them? I like what they did. I, I, yeah. I thought it was paramount to re- rebuild that bench, rebuild that depth, um, get guys that can be part of something over the next few years. Not that Kyrie couldn't have been, but you'd have been right back in the same same place. So Kyrie, LeBron, AD, and a whole bunch of dudes on minimums. And it's just, I, I don't think you can build a functional, good team that way anymore. Not when AD, Kyrie, and LeBron are all pretty good bets to miss anywhere from 25 to 40 games a year now. Like that's not you, 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 you better nail every single depth move and uh, I'm not trying to be a jerk on it, what I think was a real good day for the Lakers, but I don't have a ton of confidence in to nail every single one of those minimum sure. signing depth, depth moves. They, they, they didn't do that well with that the last couple of years. Yeah. They found some guys this, some this guys, last sure. year, but, but that's really hard, right? Veteran yeah, minimum guys. There, there's a reason why they're veteran minimums. Yep. That's not yeah. easy to, to get. That. They do pretty good on the undrafted market and mm-hmm. second round picks. They, they've done really well with that. Now we can quibble about the deals they sign them to and they don't leave themselves protected, but that's a, yes. that's a, that's a story for another day. Let, let's leave it. It's, it was a good day for the Lakers. I want to that's a, that. that's a different rabbit hole to, to go down there. Uh, Intel wild Nets won the trade. Suns have to win now. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, you could say Nets won the trade in terms of the assets that they got. If the Suns win a championship this year, next year, the year after that, they like they, the they, yeah, that's that's all they're, yep. they're asking for here. Yep, yeah, that, that one's super simple. Uh, Karl Marx, KD, Aiton, Booker, Chris <laughs> Paul, all of that because they got scared of D'Lo, <laughs> Lakers in five. Well, that's, I, 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 I know he's kidding here, but sure. I highly doubt the Lakers trade had anything to do with the Suns. Going All about seeing that matchup, though, in the playoffs. That'd be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, what just happened? And we have a whole day left. <laughs> well, Almost we've got a, a, like uh, half yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah. 12 hours and 45 minutes to go. So, yeah. 
I, I it's gotten a little quietish, so I'm kind of hoping everybody's going to bed for a yeah. few hours and like we can all kind of reset here and pick up the pieces. But yeah, yeah. That, my my favorite thing is how he started it in all caps because that was my 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 exact my legit was I, I did a WTF, but like out loud <laughs> that was me in too. the office by myself. <laughs> uh anthony says the nets not taking the lakers two first round picks is insane should be investigated yeah like hindsight if they were trading kevin durant if the nets could go back do you think they would have rather had if they could have got those picks unprotected rather than bring in the two kind of din witty and, and dorian finney smith yeah probably if you yeah if you could go you know if we we could go uh uh you know avenger style and go back and create a branch timeline yeah they probably are uh you know, there is a timeline where they took that trade. Now they're building with 38 first round picks moving forward. What what was that? Like three days ago? Something, something yeah, like right? that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to go back <laughs> far. Uh, Kyle Yamamoto, Trevor, that spaces moment was crazy. Sons got scared of dealing. Yeah, there was a big spaces going on and I was I was in it and there were a few other people. And suddenly the Kevin Durant trade broke. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, Sons going to go for the outscore opponents route. They don't have a lot of defense. Yeah, they they don't. I mean, yeah. you're. I think you're asking Kevin Durant a lot. Like he he has been for long stretches of his career, been an incredible defensive player. Mm-hmm. But you look at who he's on the floor with for the Suns, you you'd be asking a lot of him defensively to turn this into a, a good defensive team. But it may not matter when you've got that much offensive talent. Yeah, I think we get a lot of one twenty five, one twenty games coming in Phoenix. Uh, Jonathan said, was Anthony Davis upset because he was doing trade talks for KD? I haven't heard it. The only thing that I've seen about that, that Anthony Davis situation was he wanted to be on the floor when LeBron broke the record and he was upset about that. Um, I haven't seen anything to suggest that there was something else going on other than that. Maybe there was, I'm just saying I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't. I thought that became a whole because then people started bringing. Who's the only one not clapping every time LeBron scored a basket? And it's like, what? I don't even know. Like, what, I mean, everybody was standing and celebrating, and he's sitting yeah. by himself. Like, it, it did stand out. Something, yeah, there was something weird for sure going on, and yeah. it's it's. I think we know at this point, AD's a guy he's, he can get in his feelings a little bit every once in a while. So I'm not a. Uh, I don't know, but I, I don't think there was ever trade talks that he was involved in. That seems like. That that just that seems like one of those things where it's like, oh, he's upset. Let, let's build a whole nonsense story out of this. That's not even a real thing. Um, Ian Begley throwing in that even if the the Kevin Durant trade hadn't been finalized tonight, they were expected to get it done early Thursday morning, uh, so that it would give the Nets opportunities to do uh, other things. And that Brooklyn sure. has spoken to a few teams about Ben Simmons. Yeah, there was a Toronto rumor out there earlier in the day that it was, uh, you know, that could have been something maybe if, you know, Toronto wanted to rebuild around that. I, I don't know, man. That Simmons is that, that, that deal's so tough. It's, uh, is that, it's, is that the worst contract in the league? I've seen that debate going on. Yeah. I mean, Russ's is about to end. So right. <laughs> probably. And, but, you know, there's a good lesson in there, right? No, nobody's ever untradeable. Right, no one is ever true. untradeable. Russ, Russ has played Russ for has five like four times. teams. Yeah, five different teams. I mean, he probably won't play for the Jazz, but five-year supermax deal, five different teams while on that five-year supermax deal. Absolutely crazy. Uh, part the side. What is this league, man? <laughs> so wild, but so fun. Anyway, back to being a Laker fan. Okay, Royce O'Neal, Dorian Finney-Smith, Crowder, any of them possible for LA? 
I would of the three, I would say Crowder would be the most likely in terms of value. I don't think the Lakers have can get there on Royce O'Neal or Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah, I think the challenge is you're you're definitely talking Patrick Beverly, right? Like that that's the for sure that that's that's one of the trades. The other problem for the Lakers is starting to run out of what you're going to plus up those offers with. Yeah. Unless you're getting that. I don't think you could give the 29 pick for one of those kind of guys. Like that's, that's going way too far. So then it turns into Beverly and what like, like Bonnie well, Walker or something you, would be your guy. Yeah, I mean, and, then, and then the Nets are probably going to want picks. And yeah, yeah. I, if I'm the Nets, I'm probably more like, uh, give me Beverly a second and Max Christie and we can, yeah. you know, move that way or something. I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely possible. I, I think, you know, that they, they could get in the mix with guys like that, but I, I don't know. You're just, it's starting to get down into a, eh, is this really, do we want to be trading even more picks knowing the, the thing that gets forgotten is this this all sounds great to do these things and load up. And you can do that if you're fairly certain you're super close to making a real run. If you're not, you have to keep an eye on. There's another transaction window in about four or five months coming up here when we get into the end of the season and we get into the draft and the off season cycle. And then there'll be another one. And you want to make sure you have plenty of ammo still to go. If you need to make moves at that point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. JJ Castillo said, what a crazy day. Lakers get D'Angelo sons, get KD feels like this is a dream. The trade deadline came a day early. It's not over. (laughs) We still have, we have another day of this. Um, I'll just, I'll breathe through the, can the Lakers trade for bridges? Thanks a lot. Good night. No. Yeah, no, they they cannot. Yeah, no. It's funny on the 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 uh, one thing that we were all laughing about with this is the um, you know, with with this trade deadline, it's it's like the reunion trade deadline, right? Like we're bringing all these guys back home again, and you know, so the the running joke on uh, the Celtics blog Slack, I think a few of the guys are in here watching is, uh, all right. It's time to bring Kelly O home. Let's go. (laughs) I was gonna. I I thought you were gonna go Daniel Tice. (laughs) Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Daniel Tice, man. He, I'm surprised he hasn't been traded yet. It's that that's tomorrow's right. move, I guess. For that, somebody, that'll be so. tomorrow. That'll be yeah. tomorrow. Uh, this person, uh, this one says, uh, "What's up, guys? Do y'all think that we could trade for Bridges or Watanabe, <laughs> something like that?" Asking with no confidence. I, I'm assuming we is Lakers. the. Well, I know we've got yeah. a lot of Lakers people in sure. here, so maybe it's Lakers. But <laughs> I like though that he went like Bridges or Watanabe. <laughs> it's like, like Mikhail Bridges is awesome. And Yuta Watanabe is fun. Like in the dude yeah. really goes hard. Yuta Watanabe. Yeah, sure. Probably. You can probably get in the mix. You, you want to throw the Nets a second round pick for, for him. They're probably going to be somewhat interested. I, yeah. I could imagine He's uh, been good. bridges. Yeah, no, that's, that's too much. Just, he also makes too much money now. No, no, it's too tricky. Christian Guzman says, Hey, Trev, you should have just done the 24 hour <laughs> live show. So earlier, just, Earlier today, when the news first broke about the Russell Westbrook trade and all of that, uh, we went live and we were live for like an hour and a half. And we're going, OK, well, because you usually that kind of stuff, it comes out and then like 10 minutes later, OK, it's done. Right. Like that's kind of the pacing that we mm-hmm. typically see. Didn't happen in this one. It ended up being a few hours. They had to kick in that extra second rounder and get it get it done. Um, and so we're live and I had we were talking about, OK, we're going to wrap this up. But if this trade goes down tonight, we'll come back. And I had a lot of people in the chat saying, just go live until the trade deadline. Just go live the entire time. Like, <laughs> oh I need to God. sleep at some point. Yeah, right. 
That's NBA, so yeah. the, the NBA needs to let that needs to let let me let that happen. Uh, Alexander okay. said we still have one more trade with Patrick Beverly and Lonnie. They might. They're gonna. They're, they're searching, but a lot of teams are. Yeah, I. It, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Um, Nets not getting either Aiton or CP3 plus swaps equals facepalm. Super dope hip hop. Well, you wouldn't have got CP3. Like Kevin Durant doesn't want to go to Phoenix if CP's not there, right? Because he wants to play yeah. with him. I'm um, gonna try to win. So that, yeah, not getting Aiton. But did he get it? They got a swap. They did they get, get a swap. The, the picks. I mean, they got four they got first four. round picks. I think you can ask for a whole lot more in a trade than what, what the, the Nets actually got. Yeah. Uh, this one says the Minnesota trade looks worse every day. What stretch wing would you prefer on the new look Lakers? Dorian Finney Smith, Boyan, O'Neal, other. I don't think you can get any of them, any of those three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Royce O'Neal's probably your best chance there i you know in, unless you decide you want to put in the 2029 first yeah then that becomes different yeah if they were willing to throw in the 2029 pick probably get in the market for boyan bogdanovich but that's i don't know that if they were sitting like sixth right now in the conference with a mm-hmm. shot at fourth i'd probably say yeah do it you know really load up and go but as it stands now, I don't know. And now you're starting to run out of where, where are you going to play all these guys if you start right. getting all these other guys? Because, like, you just got Hachimori. You obviously want to play him. You, you know, like, I was told one of their goals was they would like to not have to play LeBron at the four all the time. Um, you know, if they can avoid that, even even yeah. in lineups where AD's still at the five, which I think was the Jared Vanderbilt get, right? I think, I think there's going to be times when we see AD, Vanderbilt, and LeBron out there together. I'm in some lineups, but it's, yeah, I, I don't know. You start to run out of minutes, like at some point, and you gotta yeah. remember too, once you're getting into the games that really matter, you're cutting down to eight man rotation anyway. So yeah, it's a pro- probably not anything that big. I would yeah. kind of, it'll surprised. be a minor, minor thing. If, if they do something here, uh, Mark 80, unhappy with LeBron rumors say he's being traded. I, I didn't see. I haven't seen anything on that. There were a few rumblings earlier yeah, today, yeah. but I can't put any validity behind them. Yeah, yeah, that's my them. thing is I haven't seen, and I don't like to ever trash anybody else's reporting, but I haven't seen anything credible. I haven't seen uh, Woj or Shams or Stein yeah. or Haynes or any of those guys report any of that stuff. So, yeah. You know. uh, Bridges, Johnson. This is a, a trade here, but I, I don't. Yeah, no. Again, they're not they're, the the Nets are like clearly they and they should like Mikhail Bridges. They're not moving him for a first or something mm-hmm. like that. Like they value him and should value him uh, more than that. I, I'll fly through this one. Jay Jackson did the Lakers make one more deal. They're going to look and they're going to see if there's something out there for them. They're going to try to. And again, from what I understand, they're they're going to look for a wing, but um, doesn't necessarily mean it, it's going to happen. Um, let me see what else I can find here. This guy in the chat said, "You look fine AF." So oh. looking good, late night, Trev. No, uh, he's not. He's not wrong. No, not he's wrong. not wrong. You do look good tonight. <laughs> I had to put a hat on. I was such a mess. I, uh, I, I was my no joke. Like thirty minutes before all this happened, my wife goes to bed and she says, "Try not to stay up too late tonight." I said, "Okay, I won't." <laughs> not happening. Not yeah, happening. Uh, yeah. I, it's gonna be rough getting up at uh five thirty in three hours. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and the thing is, I would love to say let's just let's just go get a uh, you know let's just 
like stay up and pull the all-nighter i'm not I think I can anymore i'm, I'm too no. old for that stuff nope nope marvel show I'm, coming I'm, up I'm, soon no i'm <laughs> going not full lethal weapon uh, i am too old <laughs> yeah for that stuff uh if you were gms for a day for the lakers and the celtics for the trade deadline what move would you make with your respective team assets you go first we've talked enough mm. lakers I don't know. It's tough. I, I, I'll give you concepts for me. I think Boston needs a wing far more than they need a big. Um, everybody harps on the bigs. I think I don't know how many people watched the game uh, today, but it's um, you know he uh, they did okay. Luke Cornett and Blake Griffin held their own against Joel Embiid on a night where Al Horford and Rob Williams weren't healthy. So I. I don't think they need another big. I think they're they're fine um, up front. So I think um, get a wing. You know, if you, you could get somebody, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them maybe get in the mix for Jay Crowder. You know, if we're doing the reunion trade deadline, you know, why not? You know, go get Jay Crowder and bring him back home. So it's more concepts versus actual players. I, I can't get in there. Chat's getting yeah. spicy, man. Like you know, early morning chat is, uh, is it, I'm, I'm, I'm way behind. So I'll, I'll oh, catch yeah. up in a, in a yeah, moment because I'm on the, the previous super chats, but, yeah. uh, for the Lakers, it's the same thing. You're, you're just looking for a wing, uh, something uh, low cost deal is what you're looking for. Lonnie, Patrick Beverly to Atlanta for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, 18 million this year. Twenty. I was like, who's Novich. And then I realized <laughs> it's Bogdanovich, but yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like if they could get that, sure. but I think yeah. Atlanta would probably want. Yeah, I don't think that makes sense for Atlanta. No, that's all. the thing. Uh, who's oh, good question. Who's better, OG Ananobi or Mikael Bridges? Which Ooh, one would you rather have question. on your team? I'll go Mikael Bridges, but it's not I by would, a huge margin. Too. Yeah, not by yeah. a huge margin, but I, I like Mikael Bridges a lot. I think too. I think this year Booker being out, it's the this has helped him that he's been uh, given a chance to do more with, with the ball in his hands. I think we realize like we probably don't want a super Mikhail Bridges focus offense um, for, for his best, but, but yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Uh, hey, love I, mentality. Go ahead. Just realized we, we didn't, we never talked to the Josh Hart deal at all. Well, we, <laughs> we did kind of, we did kind of <laughs> zipped right by that one. Um, Just very quickly. I think it's a great move for the Knicks. Uh, yes. They, they had all these extra picks like, this is why you collect all these picks. Trade them. Go get. Go get. Uh, go get. Um, you know, go, go get a guy like Josh Hart. He gives them a little bit more size. My guess is he'll probably take uh, Deuce McBride's spot in the rotation. Move Emmanuel, Emmanuel quickly more to the backup um, uh, point guard spot, and they'll, they'll let him. Um, you know, kind of run that way. So yeah, I, I I like that. You know, trade quite a bit. And I'm not a big Cam Reddish guy, so yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think that the the, uh, the pick is the get for the uh, Trailblazers in that trade. Josh Hart quickly becoming very well traveled. Yeah, he's, he's seen a number of teams yeah. now. Yeah, we're, um, we're, we're, yeah, Lakers, Pelicans, Blazers, and now Knicks. And now Knicks. Yep, big cities too, all, all over. He's kind of hitting all yeah. the corners of the country too with this. Yep. So yeah, now, I um, what happens with? uh his his uh trade with larry nance jr remember they swapped houses oh that's right well maybe cam reddish takes over the house yeah could be that's just how it works yeah i'm not sure uh good question (laughs) this one says lakers should get og or van vliet 
first Pat Lonnie 20. So they just give up every, all the picks and everything. Uh, 2024 <laughs> pick swap when it becomes a drafted player. Let's go, Rob. LOL. So he's just, just pushing all the chips in. But you can't, you can't, it's not even how it works. You no, can't, that's not. You can't give when it becomes a drafted player now. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how that. The, you can't just give him an IOU. It's like that commercial, right? That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> how about this? Is a good one. Uh, DiGiorno said people are speculating OG to Golden State. Could that be the kind of, you know, the young kids in Golden State uh, could get moved on? Could that be the kind of like arms race esque move that Kevin Durant to the Warriors sparks or, or to Kevin Durant to the Warriors? That was a little while ago. Kevin Durant to the Suns uh, sparks here. Could you see Golden State be the team to cash in some of their younger players and, and make that kind of move? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's interesting. It's kind of fun to, to think about. Like, it's, you, you could get there just by sending a couple of the kids and then. Boy, you've got some line of versatility there. Uh, if if you got a guy like OG, so yeah, I I continue to think. I mean, Grizzlies, just go get him, Memphis. Like, what are we doing? Like, stop messing around. Just just go go make that happen. Like, yeah. there's you know, but yeah, I mean, Golden State, sure, I, that'd be fun. <laughs> Super dope hip hop is advocating trading. I believe that's Darvin Ham for. Frank Vogel, find a find a way to swap him back out. <laughs> Bring Frank Vogel back. Uh, what must LeBron and AD thinking be thinking right now? Hey, I, I imagine know. they're probably pretty happy, right? Yeah. If they have a bench. They they've got to feel pretty good. It's yeah. a lot of guys who should be able to just slide right in and just start playing. Uh, too, there shouldn't be a ton of like like real like like adjustment time and those kind of things. So yeah, sure, yeah. happy. That's what I would imagine. Yeah, I would I would have to think I don't like I'm not I'm sure they're not, you know, punching holes in walls or anything because Kevin no. Durant wound up in Phoenix. Um, oh, yeah, I guess if you go to that part of it. But I mean, yeah. if you're the Lakers, you can't be worrying about what like who's gearing up to try to win the title. No. You're trying to make the playoffs. You're worried about yourself. Uh, Phantom King Nets wanted to win right now. My butt trying to tell me they didn't talk to KD before that Mavs trade. I, they may just not have known what was out there just yet. This kind of stuff can develop quickly mm-hmm. around this time of year. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, it's still surprising that they added win now pieces and then traded away Kevin Durant. So, but again, I don't think they're done. We'll see what happens from here. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I, there's, there's going to be a lot more to come from the Nets. It may not all come here in the next uh, 12 and a half hours, but there's going to be a lot more to come. That's now, interesting. So, so he, time. So this comment says Lakers Suns lowest seeded Western Conference Finals ever. Look, I'm not predicting the Lakers are going to get there, but the Suns right now are sitting at the five seed. Um, but it's so compact, they can definitely move up. Mm-hmm. I was kind of wondering. I was wondering if the, if the Suns were maybe still around that seven spot, and they're not. Um, I don't. I, I, mean, I it don't could think be with one more loss, like right? But how tight it is. But yeah, I, I would imagine they'll move up, especially once once KD gets back. Yeah, you know who I, I do feel a little bit bad for today, hmm. the Kings. <laughs> like it's like these guys are playing so well; they're finally mm-hmm. like winning, and like here's literally almost every team behind them is like, "Here we come!" You know, we're gonna run you down from behind. So yeah. you know, take care of your own business and keep winning. Then, then you're fine. But yeah, it's a uh, you know definitely something. Uh, Gunner says Siakam and own it and Ananobi for Anthony Davis. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just that's fantasy stuff. That's never gonna happen. So, 
Uh, this one says, "P.S. Love, love the show. Friend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, it. man. We appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's see if we've got. Oh, we do have a few more to get to here. Then we will mercifully go to sleep for a bit. Uh, Ashley said, "Is this going to push LeBron and AD to request a trade? The West was open, but now, geez, no, no, I don't think anybody's requesting a trade because Kevin Durant wound up in Phoenix. Uh, guys, don't think that way. Like they don't. Like they think." Give me my guys and we'll go, we'll go win ourselves. Like that's yeah. not that's not the way the mindset works. Uh this one, Kid Compton says, Hi from Australia. Oh, welcome in from Australia. Hey. Said, I'm a big it's fan like of you guys of the and the show. There, right? It's gotta be. Uh following for ages. So if he's available, could the Lakers get Otto Porter Jr.? He's out for the season. So he, yeah, I mean you could, but yeah. I don't know why he wouldn't do you any any good. Nope. He's yeah, he's out for the season, so it doesn't help you. If you go get Otto Porter Jr. I know he was a favorite target of ours to discuss during the offseason, but unfortunately he's been dealing with injuries. Uh, Mario says, do the Bulls and Hornets or Hornets make a move today? Hornets better. I almost cussed. It's 2.30 in the morning. Keith almost <laughs> came out. Um, they, yeah, I mean, they have to. Like, you can't just be sitting on that. The, the team's such a stupid mess. Like, I just, what do you, I don't even understand what they're doing anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, they should be making moves. Like you, you can't, you can't just sit on the same guys and just keep rolling them all out and then being like, "Well, we didn't get anything done." Like you hit a point where it's like, "All right, a couple second rounders for a couple of these guys, get it, get it done, and move move on." All right, uh, this one says, "Will D'Angelo Russell, the others, be playing in tomorrow's game?" No, we've heard uh, Saturday potentially. Uh, Wendy Gabriel, a second rounder for Utah, watch Nabi potentially. Yeah, maybe. Potentially. Sure. I mean, that's. I will say Watanabe's dealing with a back thing right now. He's good. He got kind of hurt. <laughs> Somebody said in the chat, Keith Mad past his <gasps> bedtime. Yeah, way past my bedtime. We're about like, done. I'm almost done with these. <laughs> uh, Lakers trading for, to Orlando for Ross and Harris. I think we run into the same thing that we've been talking about here. Yeah, it won't be Harris. You're going to have to give up something real to get Gary Harris. I can tell you the magic. Or tell they, they don't really want to trade him. They love him. They, they're very. Uh, happy to keep keep him. I just looked. There's like five thousand people watching this right now. It's two thirty in the morning. On this the is a, this is this this is our uh, uh, Pacific Rim uh, right. show. Everybody's pumped out there, man. Let's go. I'm telling you, this is why I do a lot of my shows late because this is when we we get a lot of a lot of people coming in. Uh, Sean says Nets chose the Suns package over Jalen Brown. Keith, I mean, you're tuned into the Celtics. Was that ever an option? Not since the summertime. Yeah, there's never a sense that anything went anywhere with that. So, yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown, he, what was it, a, a facial fracture? Yeah, bad. it looked bad in the minute. Uh, it had, like, the seconds it happened. So him and Jason Tatum went after the same rebound. Tatum got it, and his elbow got him, like, right underneath his eye. And oh. um, went down, yeah. and by the time he rolled over and sat up, he, like, you could already see it swelling up, like, here underneath his eye. So he's probably going to be out for a little bit. Yeah, that's that's like a, a UFC injury there. Yeah. Um we we talked about this topic too. Was that he probably gonna miss the all-star game? I think he said. All-stars are dropping left and right right now. I know, crazy, right? Yeah. Um this this topic we already discussed, but just want to shout out for the, the super chat here. If the Nets could go back in time, would they take the Lakers deal? So we'll rehash that. But Joey, uh, do you think we need another three and D player? Do you think we need shooters? Uh, the realistic scenario Lakers can look into. It's it, it's three and D is what they're looking for. Maybe you try to get in on Jay Crowder or something like that. Maybe that's the, sure. the dream realistic scenario. You're not going to get 
like the top tier guys. You're not going and getting like Boyan or somebody like that. Yeah, and I think now you've got enough cover at the guard position that you could trade Beverly as a salary match and not really be too you know worried about your depth issues there. So yeah, it's and, and I'm not saying this is perfect, but if you you know one got like a uh, you know Terrence Ross kind of guy, he's not three D, but he gets you the three yeah. part of it like that. That's probably the problem is you're. You're probably not in position to get any of the elite three and D guys, but three or D, like yeah, probably pull pull one of those off if they're into it. I kind of think they might just be done though. It's I mean that's they've made two big trades now, and it might just be, hey, we're good. Let let's let this settle and you know run it out from here. Um, let me add this before we get to our, our last one here. Uh, if you are if this is your first experience with with our show or even if it's not and you haven't subscribed yet make sure you you subscribe right here on on youtube to the nba front office show uh this what you're seeing right now this is normal we do this five days a week monday through friday we put out the the front office show we're not always live uh every once in a while when there's something big we will go live but most of the time we we post the show to the front office show youtube channel so make sure you subscribe and then turn on notifications so you guys can get notified whenever we put out that new show typically comes out somewhere around midday um, so make sure you guys do that again, coming in. Thank you. Great. Having this many people in here, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button, turn on those notifications as well. Uh, if the Lakers, Hey, hey well, while, while we're like publicizing stuff, yeah, we're going to be doing a very long live show tomorrow. So we're, Correct. we're super excited about that. We'll go live sometime shortly before the, uh, the, the, somebody asked in the chat, I have to answer this. Where's Tatum? He's, he's asleep. He, he <laughs> likes to go to bed at like nine 30. Uh, Tatum is my dog. He's our, our golden retriever. If, uh, anybody didn't know, he's been on the show many, many times. Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah. He's at like nine 30. He starts being a jerk because he wants to eat and go to bed. And then he'll, he, he'll actually be up in about three hours. So that'll be, uh, yep. and that'll be me getting him up to get him out and feed him. So, yeah. Um, this one said, if the Lakers stand pat, who's out of the rotation? I haven't even started to figure out exactly what yeah. that's going to look like yet. There'll be plenty of time for that. I don't know for sure what they're what they're going to do there. And it depends on if they do anything else uh, before the trade deadline. Uh, yeah. OG, to the Kings after all of these trades. Dad, uh, I would, uh, yeah, go. Make it happen if you're Sacramento. Like, it'd yeah. be great. You know, they've, they've, they, they can pull that off. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd be be all over it for sure. Yep. And actually coming in from Australia again. Welcome in everybody from Australia. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, right. you guys in here. So yeah, so tomorrow, guys, live show tomorrow. What we're gonna be in the uh, uh like live shortly before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, probably you know our dish in that I, that's, range. That's what I'm roughly planning. If there's some yep. like crazy amount of trades, yeah, we'll, then maybe we'll go on early. But yeah, otherwise, I'm thinking trade deadline is three Eastern time. I'm kind of targeting two Eastern time to yep. uh, to yep. go live. Two, two Eastern sounds about right. Uh, we'll take you live all the way through. We'll, we'll go all the way through the um, uh, through the trade deadline itself, breaking down everything that happened. By then, we'll probably have some more details on the trades from tonight. Uh, we'll probably at least have had a chance to think about these trades a little bit more and kind of get into that. So, yeah. So, so for sure, <laughs> the chat I'm, is I'm now just... getting far too uh, graphic <laughs> children I, here. Come on. <laughs> I am. I am just now like kind of doing the math and like how long that is until we start our next live show. Yeah. Roughly 11 hours. Oh my so. goodness. Yeah. Good time. So 
So this isn't even like, hey, we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you in 11 hours. We'll, we'll yeah. be back for another live show. Yeah, so you folks point. in Australia, go have a good day at work. And when you yeah. get out of work, come come hang out. This does mean that we're not doing the pre-recorded video tomorrow morning. No, because we already <laughs> that is this. Tonight, I'm going to <laughs> yes. try to sleep a little bit and then we'll deal with all the trade stuff. But you sleep, thank you, I'm going to sit down and write and get, get back at it. I've got a couple more trades to finish the written analysis on so. oh gosh yeah. caffeine is our friend during the i was gonna line. try to get a haircut tomorrow too and that's probably now out the window what, but, what were you thinking yeah. you knew on the day of the trade I deadline know. there's no chance you're getting it, out for a yeah. haircut <laughs> yeah i know the most i'm gonna do is go get coffee and that's yeah. that's gonna happen but yep all right guys uh, you guys are the best we love you guys yep. thank you so much between this one the live we did after the Kyrie trade just absolutely unbelievable yeah we lo loved it had had a blast with, with all you here and uh you know no, i'm not gonna do any of the things you're requesting in the chat unfortunately but uh yeah we'll, we'll see you guys <laughs> in about 11 hours for another yep. live show we'll see you guys then thanks everybody tax day is coming oh no but if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.